Well, that's a cool picture. We're going to be proclaiming God's word today and blessing our families and neighbours with words of life. So the title of this message is The Power of Speaking Out Declarations. And I'm indebted to Ether Taylor, often am, for lending Jan a book called Decree Your Today by Brent Luck. And because of that book, I had Jan in the mornings speaking out decrees. Decrees about uh, God's love, God's, God's desires, God's wishes. There were d d decrees that aligned with Scripture. And it got me to thinking, are you saying something, Lord, about the need to speak about decrees in the next message? And I remember that Derek Prince often talked about proclaiming Scripture. So I thought, well, that must be the same thing. And many years ago, I worked for Dove Ministries, and I had the privilege of picking up Derek and his wife, Ruth, from their hotel in Royal Oak, and taking them to the Green Lane Christian Centre, where my brother was set up to video his meet meetings. And those meetings went round the world. We're, we're on to number two already. Can we get it going, please? Derek Prince, I believe, was possibly the, the greatest teacher in the world in the past century. That's my opinion of him. So it was a really privilege to hear him speak. And whenever he spoke, he always brought his wife up front and they proclaimed scripture before they spoke. You know, in Matthew twenty four fourteen, and this gospel says, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached, which means proclaimed, in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. And Derek points out that everything that exists was created by two forces. The Word, that's God's Word, and the Spirit, that's the Spirit of God, working together. Every time God speaks, His breath goes with His Word. You're going to have to change manually because it's not working. Psalm 33, 6, proof of what I just said. By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Breath, the Hebrew means spirit or ruah. So if we proclaim the scripture of God, we're speaking it out of our mouth, but because we're breathing it out and because we love the Lord, the power of the Holy Spirit is involved. Now, proclaiming God's word 
takes real courage. It's not for the timid. And I believe, as Derek says, that we need to have a healthy fear or reverence regarding God's word. It is not something that we can take lightly. Look what the scripture says about the importance of God's word. Isaiah 66. Thus says the Lord, heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you shall build me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things my hand has made and all those things exist, says the Lord, but this one I will look or have respect of. Thank you. On him, so this is who the Lord looks at. On him who is poor and of a contrite spirit and who trembles at my word. So the Lord looks at us more carefully if we fear his word and we believe his word. You know, the word of God is so important, I can't stress this enough. It's not just, let's just flick through the Bible and, and enjoy a few scriptures and what have you and go to church and we'll get to heaven. The word of God is so important that we will be judged by it on the last day. Look at John 12, 47, 48. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my word, and my father will love him, and he will come. Sorry, I, I missed that one. If anyone hears my word and does not believe, I do not judge him, for I do not come to judge the world, but to save the world, Jesus says. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him already. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last days. See, the Bible says, repent and be baptized. So if one chooses not to repent and be baptized, on the last day, that scripture will be brought out and say, but this was spoken and you chose not to believe it. You see, it's the word of God that will be our judge. That's how important it is. And it's so important that if we believe it and take it into our hearts, God comes and dwells inside of us. Look at John fourteen twenty three. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. Think about that. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him. And we, that's another indication of the Trinity. It's a good one to quote to Jehovah's Witnesses who don't believe in the Trinity. We, plural, will come and live within him. Very, very important. Many Christians have no concept as to what God has done for us and how he has already provided for us. There is a teaching called The Exchange at the Cross, which Derek Prince did many, many years ago. If you want to know what has Jesus really done for me, Go on Google, go on YouTube and type in exchange at the cross. 
and it will blow you away what happened when Jesus went to the cross for us. You know, an example of a powerful spiritual proclamation to speak out when experiencing a difficult situation. Are any of you experiencing difficult situations at the moment? Are you, have you got a job situation that you're not sure about? Is there a financial situation that you're not sure about? Is there a situation with your child that you're not sure about? What the Bible says is speak out, declare my word, believe that what I have said and it will happen. In Jeremiah 29:11, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Now, when you speak out a proclamation, and some people do this every morning, Jan and I are now speaking out declarations together and proclamations every morning, and I encourage you to do the same. It will change the atmosphere in your home. It'll change the atmosphere in your life. The New Living Translation says, and, and we, we change it to us, not you. For I know the plans the Lord has given me. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give me a future and a hope. Have we got the right to say that? Of course we have. God has said he has given these things to us. Therefore, we can, can um, claim them. Do you fear death? And there was a lady in our congregation a few weeks ago that had a real fear of death. And we prayed for her and she was set free from that. Are you going into an operation? Are you fearful as to the outcome? Look at this scripture. Psalm 118, 17. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. I can assure you that if I suddenly needed to go into the hospital for an operation and it was death-threatening or whatever, I would be lying on that bed and I'd be saying this over and over. And I believe that because I'm saying it and because I believe it, I would get through. My father, at 19 years of age, was called to be a navigator in Stirling bombers in the war. 19 years of age, flying over Germany with all that flak coming up underneath. And he asked the Lord, Lord, am I going to survive this war? You know, I'd like to know, yes or no, make up your mind. And the Lord gave him a scripture, and the scripture was, you shall not die, but live, and declare the works of the Lord. And he believed it. And he so believed it that he told all his crew about it. That crew were involved in 10 plane crashes. They cost the British government an absolute fortune. Sterling bombers were the biggest bombers in the war that were made by the British. They weren't as big as the American Boeings, but they were huge. The, the um, tyres were a little bit bigger than me. They were 12 foot high. And 10... They crashed ten times. Ten times they came back and the flak had shot up the plane so much and the wheels undercarried so much that they had to land on the beach or, uh, or, or on um, uh, uh, abandoned airports, airway, uh, whatever you call them, and they wiped out those planes. 
My father's crew was the only crew that survived the war out of a hundred in his squadron. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. Why did that scripture mean something? Because the Lord gave it to him. So we need to seek the Lord for words. You know, is the, word, is, is the enemy having a ball with spe- people speaking against you? Isaiah 54, 17 says, No weapon forged against you, I say me, forged against me, will prevail. So you guys can speak against me after this. Episode. Oh, Ray, speaking is a load of rubbish or what have you. Has no effect on me. Praise God. Why? Because no weapon forged against me will prevail. And I will refute every tongue that accuses me. This is the heritage that this servant of the Lord has. And this is the vindication from me, declares the Lord. You know, we don't have to receive people speaking against us. We bless them. We bless those that curse, curse, curse us. Dares, and we're, we are called to honour our elders and etc., uh, etc., et and I honour Dez because I believe that over the years a lot of people would have spoken against Dez and Alex and said, oh, I don't like the way they run the church or I don't like this or I don't like that. Do you know in the two years I've been here I have never heard Dez say to me a negative word about anyone in this community. Never. He does not speak against anyone. Now, that's a sign of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That's maturity. And I'm grateful that we've got a leader in our church that keeps his mouth shut and blesses people. Finance needs? Well, this is a good one. need to say this quite a bit sometimes. And God is able to make all grace abound towards me. That me, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound in every good work. If you've got financial difficulties, you should be walking down the driveway and, and quoting that scripture. Not just once. Do it every day. Do it every day until that job call comes in, until that finance comes in. Because it's, it's faith, that's the power of the Holy Spirit from that word brings it about. It's just not speaking the word. You could wander around the round Ruawai reading the Bible and it would do nothing. It would do nothing unless you believe the word that you are speaking. Sickness? Hey, this is important. 1 Peter 2, 24 He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his sins you will be healed. Does it say that? It says have been healed. In Isaiah it says by his stripes you will be healed. After the cross it says by his wounds you have been healed. And when I have sickness, I thank the Lord for healing me. I might still have the symptoms, headache or whatever, whatever, but I so believe that Christ died for me for my sicknesses 
that I speak it out as as if it has been hap, hap, as if it has happened, and my healing comes. I've been healed of many, 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 many things. So in in watching Derek's video, and you can all watch it, just go onto YouTube, type in, type in Derek Prince, the power of proc proclamations. And you can watch much more in-depth teaching than what you're getting here. I'm just gi giving you a, a touch, a tiny touch of the truth, of the power of speaking out God's word. You listen for Derek for one hour and you will just be so excited. And I, I encourage you to, to do that. So I watched that and that gave me uh, the strength to push further through to do a message. Because I'm always careful. I want to know what message the Lord wants me, to, wants me to bring. And I don't want to bring something just because I've learnt something. I want to bring something that he wants to bring. And I believe that the Lord wants to bring this message to everyone here today. You are, there is a reason why you're here. In fact, if we don't learn and practice these wonderful keys that you are hearing today then we are in danger of floundering in mediocre Christianity. So I asked Jan for the book. Can I read that book that you've been quoting from? I better have a read of it because it sort of aligns up with what Derek Prince has been saying. Declare your today. Decree and unlock the power of your words. So I began to understand that here is a guy who has written pages and pages and pages and pages and pages of decrees which align with scripture. They're not necessarily scripture, although half of them, the scripture is in it. But the decrees that he's declaring align themselves with scripture. They are the truth. I mean, if I walk outside here and say... Jesus Christ died for you and your sins. Now, is that a truth from the scripture? Of course it is. But it's just a statement that I've made. But it's a declaration and it's very, very powerful. So decree, decrees, decrees are different from pro proclamations of scripture. Yet in a sense, they are the same. Webster's Dictionary states that a decree, the noun is a formal and authoritative order, especially when having the force of law. Do you remember reading the Old Testament? And the kings would make a decree. Remember reading Ruth? And they decreed that all the Jews would be killed. And so she went to him and persuaded him that it was wrong. And so they made a new decree. And all the people who wanted to kill the Jews were to be killed. And boy, you don't disappear, you don't disagree with or disobey a decree. Do you know in England, they used to have people come out onto the streets of the villages and say, Hear ye, hear ye, here is a decree from the king. Blayak, 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 blayak. That's how the king got his message out to all the towns. You know, Brent says in his book, that in the case of spiritual decrees, 
based on the word, we are announcing to evil forces in high places. Have we talked about the demonic in the high places recently? Saying God's word has preeminence over them. And what we see in the natural and demand it acquiesce, that means to accept, agree or allow to the spoken living word. So if you begin proclaiming things, blessings on people, proclaiming healing, proclaiming war against the enemy, it does something in the heavenlies. Why? It's because we are kings and priests, Jesus said. We have been given authority to make decrees. Now I'm not going to teach any more about the, how important decrees are and how important proclamations are. You can buy the book and find out for yourself. It's exciting. And here are some of the wonderful declarations that we can make on a daily basis. Now let's just sit in your seats but say these out loud. If we can get them in order. Okay. That one's important, Job, Job 22. The Bible says, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established. That's what the Word of God says. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon all thine ways. Now we're coming up to a decree. I am the head and not the tail. Let's just say this together. I am the head and not the tail. I am going over and I'm not going under. God did not bring me this far to let me down or let me drown. I am going to the other side. God will finish what he started in me. Does that sound like it came from the Bible? Well, it does. All of that is in the Bible. Here's another one. I was thinking of Bronwyn for this one. I thank you, God, for opportunities to share the love of God today. Bronwyn's always going about seeking people to share the love of God with. And so you can declare that. I thank you, God, for the opportunities to share the love of God today. Next one. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The Holy Spirit is bigger than any problem, obstacle or challenge that I will face. So if you decree that in the morning before you get out of bed, are you likely to have a better day? If it was just words, no. If it is the truth from Scripture, yes. Here's another one. I decree and declare that a new day is dawning for my ministry and my job or my business, for my finances, for my relationships and for my health. Jan, we need to decree that one every day. I like that one. You know, when we decree, bless and announce God's agenda each day, we actually swallow up the negative words and worldly opinions that may be present. We change the atmosphere and our surroundings. Here's a great one. I commit my goals and dreams, my moments, my children, my wife or husband, my work and my desires to you, Lord. I commit all I have and are to you. I surrender it all 
God, my life is yours today. You control all things and I want you to control me. Move me. Mold me in your ways. Do you realise that when you speak out that decree, you are commanding something to happen that God has said he will do for you. Let's just check out again. What, what, is the, what does the scripture say about confessing things? Romans 10, 8 to 10. The word is near to you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Preach means proclaim. That if you confess with your mouth, confess with your mouth, speak out the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Do you remember that I was teaching you that salvation doesn't just mean putting your hand up and receiving Jesus Christ and you're going to have eternal life? Salvation in the Greek means deliverance from the molestation of the enemy. So if you are confessing with your mouth, Jesus, you are dealing with the enemy in your life. You know, it's not hard to have a short one-minute testimony. Jan and I went down to the Radio Haraki 50th celebration of the pirate ship Tiri, which went out in 1966. I joined them in 1969, so I had the invite to go. So here was all their, their old rockers in their 60s and 70s now from an era of sex and drugs and rock and roll. And many of them had never seen me since then. And some of them said, hey, hey, I thought you lived in the South Island. Someone said, I, th I thought you were a churchy guy now. What happened to you? And I had a one-minute testimony. It was just very casual. I said, wow, you know, I went to Radio Otago. I was working down there. And then I came back to Auckland to settle some maintenance with my first wife and my little daughter burst into tears and something in my heart went bang like a guitar string. And I got in that plane to go back to Dunedin. I said, Lord, I want to come back to you. And ever since that time, I have decided to follow Jesus. And they sort of think, ah, mm. oh, yeah, cool. But I shared my testimony. It took about 30 seconds. And then I said, well, what are you doing? And what are you up to? Oh, I'm in Perth and speaking with Fred Buttaker. And uh, I've been number one there for 12 years. Fantastic, Fred. Hey, I'd really like to be on Facebook with you. So now we're Facebook friends. You know, it's really easy to have a testimony because God has saved you. If you have reached out to him, he has saved you. And you can have a half-hour te testimony or a one-hour testimony or you can have a one-minute testimony or a 30-second testimony. And every time you confess out Jesus, you are dealing with the enemy. I decree and declare, here's another one, and affirm with the absolute faith that the spirit of fear, doubt, unbelief, disobedience, and deception are broken and eliminated from my life, family, ministry, and church. Boy, that's one to say every day. Now, if you want to get a hold of that book, don't come and ask me for it because that's not leaving our bed. We're reading out of that every day. 
But you can order it for yourself. And you can get it. The cheapest price I've found is at bookdepository.com. It's cheaper than Kurong, it's cheaper than Google, it's cheaper than um, Mana. Bookdepository.com. You can get that for yourself. And it is worthwhile. I believe that as you get into more and more decrees, it'll change your life. So where are we going? Where are we going to end this morning? Well, we're going to end on a fantastic revelation that some of us guys who went to Promise Keepers received. We heard Richard Brunton speak at Promise Keepers on the awesome power of blessing. And we'll get to the picture of it. <coughs> the awesome power of blessing, Richard Brunton. And Richard says that every Christian has the authority and power to bless others in the name of the Lord. Listen to this carefully. Every Christian has the authority and power to bless others in the name of the Lord and see lives and situations transformed. The power of blessing is supernatural. It is the presence and the work of the Holy Spirit producing joy, peace, prosperity and fullness, providing health, success and protection. So from what we've covered about proclamations and declarations aligned with Scripture, we already know about the power of the spoken word. In Proverbs 18 it says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. You know, Richard Brunton pointed out that something we, we know already, but we aren't always careful about, and I know I personally have a long way to go in this area. He says that words contain tremendous power, either positive and constructive, or negative and destructive. Each time we speak words, we speak life or death to those who hear us and to ourselves. How many times have you said, Jeepers, son, can't you do anything properly? Daughter, don't speak to your mother like that. What's the matter with you? Are you sick in the head? You know, we can speak death really easy. It just sort of comes out. And we can be quite negative. I find that I am quite negative and pessimistic. Derek Prince said he was unbelievably pessimistic until the truth of the scripture came to him and he changed like that. Well, I haven't changed like that. I am changing. Am I not, Janet? <coughs> scripture, of course, course, confirms this. Matthew 12. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things and an evil man out of, uh, out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. Thus, out of a critical heart speaks a critical tongue. From a self-righteous heart, a judgmental tongue and so on. But what does First Peter tell us? He tells us that we're called to blessing. Finally, all of you, 
be of one mind, having compassion for one another, love as brothers, be tender-hearted, be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you are called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. We have been called to bless others. Alex, at the end of the singing, talked about blessing. That was the confirmation I was wanting from the Holy Spirit that I am on track today. The Lord is calling us to bless one another with our words. Now, blessing is to speak the intentions of favour God, of God over someone or some situation. So you come across someone who hasn't got work and they're looking for work. So you can say to them, God desires to prosper you, friend. You've just declared a blessing. And is it true? Is it true that God desires to prosper us? Yes, it is. See how easy it is to declare a blessing? Do we all have the authority to bless people? Of course we do. Revelation 1, 5 to 6. Listen to this. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth. So from Jesus himself, he said, to him who loved and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to God and his Father. Jesus has made you and I kings and queens and priests. We have almighty authority to declare blessings. To him be glory and dominion forever and forever. You know, Richard was in, in Numea one day. His wife is uh, Numean, French-speaking. And he sensed God say to him, you don't know who you are. That's all the Lord said. You're sitting out on, a, out, out on a promontory, and the Lord just said to him, you don't know who you are. What on earth does that mean? And some months later, he suddenly heard the word of the Lord say again, if you only knew the authority you have in Christ, you would change the world. Now that Richard is beginning to teach this message of blessing around the place, I believe he's beginning to change the world, wherever he goes. You know, I didn't read his book until this week. It's been sitting on my tall boy, my, my desk, all this time. And I read it. It's only a tiny little book. I read it and it blew me away. It's affected my life. You know, it, in Scripture it indicates that God wants to heal and he wants to do it through us. God wants to deliver and he wants to do it through us. God wants to bless and he wants to do it through us. You know, we can ask God to bless or we can bless in Jesus' name. Now Richard says in this book that he learned much from a book by Frank Hammond. He's an author that I know. Wrote a brilliant book on uh, deliverance for the family. But I haven't read this one. But this book's called The Father's Blessing. 
and he prayed this blessing at Promise Keepers. He asked all the men, had they ever been blessed by their father? Put up your hand. Who has been blessed by your father? And less than 10% put up their hand. They have not received a blessing from their father. Fathers didn't know that they needed to do that. You look at the Old Testament and the fathers before they died brought all the sons before them and blessed them. But we're in the New Testament now and God has called us to bless. So I'm going to do something. I'm going to ask you to speak out a blessing. It's called the Father's Blessing. And I want you to speak it out and name your children or your grandchildren if you have children and if you have grandchildren. And you can speak it as a mother or you can speak it as a father. I don't think God is concerned. So we're going to say it now. We're going to run through this. Are you ready? Let's change it as we go through. Let's speak this out loud. My child, now speak out the names of your children or grandchildren. Just speak them out. Samuel, Angie, Rebecca, Rachel, Johnny, and all the grandchildren. I love you. Let's say it out loud. You're speaking to your children. You're speaking to your grandchildren. Say it out loud. You are special. You are a gift from God. I thank God for allowing me to be a father or mother to you. I am proud of you and I rejoice over you and now I bless you. I bless you with the healing of all the wounds of the heart, wounds of rejection, neglect and abuse that you have suffered in Jesus' name. I break the power of all cruel and unjust words spoken over you. I bless you with overflowing peace, the peace that only the Prince of Peace can live. Let's keep saying it out loud. I bless your life with fruitfulness, good fruit, abundant fruit, and fruit that remains. I bless you with success. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. I bless the gifts God has given you. I bless you with wisdom to make good decisions and develop your full potential in Christ. I bless you with overflowing prosperity, enabling you to be a blessing to others. I bless you with spiritual influence, for you are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. I bless you with depth of spiritual understanding and a close walk with you, Lord. You will not stumble or falter, for the word of God will be a lamp to your feet and light to your paths. I bless you with good friends. You have favour with God and man. I bless you with abounding and overflowing love from which you will minister God's grace to others. You are blessed, my child. You are children. You are blessed with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. Amen. Pardon? That's why there's a box there with a copy of that. Which Des is now going to pass out. Just one for each family. Just one for each family. And it's in there. Now, yeah. Let's pass it out. I rang Richard Brunton and I said, I have just read your book. 
and it has ministered to my heart and he and I chatted for a long time. He remembers that I was the one that gave him some research for Stereo FM 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And I asked him for copies of his book and he's given them to us for a why. In that book, you, you will find much more than what I've just taught. I've just taught just a smidgen of truth. If you look at Derek Prince, Proclamations, The Power of Proclamations, if you order this book, Decree Your Today, from bookdepository.com, and you read that book you've just been given, it will change your life. It will really deeply affect you. It has deeply affected me. <clears throat> I drove two hours to see someone yesterday in prison. <clears throat> and I wanted to, to read that, but I couldn't, because they wouldn't let us in. But I'm going to say it every day because it's true. That prayer, that decree is true. Why? Because it's straight out of Scripture. Bless you.